0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Today, this as you saw it in the title of the broadcast, um, I'm gonna cover something with you that's really stirred my spirit up today. It's and I, and I titled it just add water. But I'm going to really talk to you about the multiplication man. Christ is the multiplication man. And something I saw in the word today that I've never seen before. I want you to go with me to the gospel of John chapter 2. If you have your Bible. Gospel of John chapter 2. Christ is the multiplication man. He is no matter where he goes, no matter what's happening, His presence, His power, always brings multiplication, without question. And you see it all through the Gospels, and then you see it as He's in heaven all throughout the New Testament. He's the multiplication man. And I want you to start with me in John chapter two. I saw something here today that I had never seen before in this way, and it got me shouting. I started. I text Carolyn. I said, "Have you seen this?" And in the word, and I, I found it in John chapter two, and of course we know the story, and by the way, if you didn't get a chance to share, share the broadcast, um, if you if, if you know the story of Jesus at the wedding at Cana of Galilee, his very first miracle, this is Christ's very first miracle of his ministry, and uh, you look at it with me, John chapter two and verse one, hey Ashley and Ted, love you guys, uh, listen to this. The Bible says, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Verse two, Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Look at, she ignored Jesus and speaks directly to the servants. Verse 5, and his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. That's key right there. Do whatever he tells you. And so, look what happened. Now, now this is where I want you to start writing notes, get get this in your spirit. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Um, notice that this. there were six stone water pots. That's what I want you to catch first. Six stone water pots. We know in the in the Bible, six is representative of the number of man. We know that. Uh, of course, if you go to the book of Revelation, God's perfect number is seven. But if you go to the book of Revelation... Uh, The number 666, the number of the beast, it is the number of man. Man was created in the book of Genesis on the sixth day before God rested. The sixth day. Six is the number of man. It speaks of the flesh. It speaks of carnality. It speaks of inconsistency and insufficiency. Man without God is nothing. Man without God is nothing. And so I want you to see this. They had run out of wine, and now they're standing in front of six stone water pots. It's truly a representation of man and man's insufficiency. Man in and of himself cannot do it. But I love this, and I've never seen this before. Then Jesus is standing there by the water pots with his mother, and she says to the servants, do whatever you he tells you to do. And he said, fill the stone w- pots with water. Now that's an interesting instruction because they didn't need water. They needed wine. And Jesus said, fill the six pots with water. But I love this. As I was reading today, the Lord opened up my eyes in the spirit and I saw this. <clears throat> what does the Bible say about Jesus? The Bible says regarding Christ That Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected, and he has now become the cornerstone. Oh my God, get this with me today. Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected, that has become the cornerstone. If you look at the story, there were six stone pots that were not enough, they were insufficient. But then when Jesus came, Jesus was the seventh stone in the story. Jesus was the seventh stone. I want you to put it in the comments. Jesus was the seventh stone. God's perfection came into the story. See, this is what changes everything. This is what changes everything. He's the multiplication man. You have to see this. It's part of his personality traits, part of his nature. He's, he multiplies. Jesus was the seventh stone. And so when he comes in, standing next to the six stone pots that were not enough, the six stone pots that could not produce what they needed in that moment, then the seventh stone steps in with the other six and it becomes God's perfection and it becomes a moment of miracles. Miracles because Jesus completes what needs to be done. And so if he would have left, see, here's the powerful thought. If Jesus would have left it all alone and let them do whatever they wanted to do, it really would not have mattered if they filled the six stone water pots. Because if they did it in their own strength, the water would have stayed water. But because they didn't do it in their own strength, They did it in obedience to his word. Hallelujah. They did it in obedience to his word. And because they did, that changed everything. Their obedience to his word actually, if you want to think of it this way, pulled him in to their situation. Notice that. Their obedience to his word pulled his presence into their situation. And they were not standing there with six stone pots. They were standing there with seven stones, Jesus being the stone of perfection. And when he said, fill them with water and take it and bear it to the master of the feast, catch this with me today, that when his word came forth, the seventh stone spoke and the seventh, the perfection of God, the multiplication of God took something that was ordinary and created something that was supernatural. Hallelujah. That's what God does. He takes something that was ordinary and turns it into something that's supernatural. That would be great for you to write down in your notes or mark in your Bible. Put it in the comments. God takes what is ordinary and turns it into something supernatural. God always takes something that is ordinary and turns it into something that's supernatural. Christ was the seventh stone. And when Christ stepped in, Christ became their perfection. And the miracles began to happen because Christ stepped in and because they obeyed his word. See, that's the powerful thought. Anytime you obey an instruction from Jesus or from his word, you are qualified for multiplication. Think about it. Whenever you obey an instruction from the word of God, you have put yourself into a place where multiplication will take, will happen or take place. No question. That's it. God always takes something that's ordinary and turns it into something supernatural. What did God do with Adam on the sixth day? Do you know what the Bible says he did? He took from the dust of the earth and formed from dirt, from seemingly nothingness, something that others, I love this, something that others would look at and say, that's worthless. Think about that. If you piled up a bunch of dirt out in your yard and tried to sell it, <laughs> you couldn't sell it for all kinds of money. I'll take uh, $3 million. I'll take three million dollars for that dirt. Well, nobody's going to pay you three million dollars for a little pile of dirt. I mean think about a, a pile of dirt the size of a man's weight, let's say an average of 185 pounds, 185 pounds of dirt. Nobody's going to pay three million dollars for that because it's ordinary. You can get three you can get 185 pounds of dirt anywhere. So God looks at something that is seemingly ordinary but then through his power he turns it into something supernatural. Oh my God, turns it into something supernatural. Well, what does that mean? Well, you take an ordinary man, fill him with the power of God, and then give him a God idea, and God will give you a $10 million idea. Think about that. Dirt can't get a $10 million idea, but God's people can through the mind of Christ. So notice God takes something ordinary and turns it into something supernatural. Hallelujah. And so they're standing in front of the water pots, six, insufficient, looking at it, represents the number of man. Man can't do it on himself. The seventh stone steps in, speaks a word. The cornerstone, hallelujah, the cornerstone speaks the word. And when the cornerstone speaks the word, everything has to change. Now I want you to catch what happened here. They draw out the water and they bear it to the master of the feast. On the way... I love this on the way to the master is when the miracle happened on the way. So notice it wasn't wine. And then they said, oh, great. We do have wine. Let's get it over to the master. No, they drew out water. And when he tasted it, see on the way, hallelujah. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now take some out. And take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. And when the, this is verse nine, and when the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine. Thank you, Lord. And did not know where it had came from, though the servants who drew the water knew. So notice it took faith for them to pull. Now imagine this for a second. Jesus had never produced miracles before. So it's not like the man with a reputation for the miraculous is standing in front of you and say, well, if Jesus said to pull the water out, I'm gonna pull the water out because he opens the eyes of the blind, he raises the dead, he cleanses the lepers. No, he'd never done any of that before, none of it. This was his first miracle. And so it took, from those servants, it took blind faith in what he was saying. And I love this because when they filled the pots with water, and went to draw some out to scoop it to take it, they weren't scooping wine. They weren't pulling wine, they were pulling water. He said they filled it up to the brim and Jesus said now draw some out. So they drew water out and on the way, thank you Lord, on the way. There's a lesson here I want you to hear with me today. This will stir your faith. There are people that are watching and listening That you're waiting until every single detail gets in place before you do something powerful for the Lord. And God's saying, if you'll just go on the way to what I told you to do, I will work the miracles for you as you're on the way. Hallelujah. As you're on the way. The water was turning into wine as the servants were going toward the master of the feast. Wasn't wine in the in the casks. It wasn't wine in the pots. It was it wasn't wine when they drew it. It turned to wine as they went on their way. Hallelujah. And there's people that are waiting. See, that's what the devil will do. I know people like that in the natural realm. That they'll they they have everything. They have everything they need. But they say, well, I can't really do this until this next piece of gear comes out, or until I get this next piece of technology, or until I next. Literally, I guarantee you, when I started doing these live streams, I started doing them with my phone, with my phone. I didn't have all the gear that's sitting in front of me right now. I didn't have all the lighting. I didn't have all the, I didn't have all the, you know, the nice camera and the the screens and the mixing boards and the, all, I didn't have all that. I started with where I was at, started with where I was at because see the miracle is obeying God where you are now. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't wait until the future. Say, well, when everything lines up properly, then I'll start working for, no, do what, do what you can with what you have. Do what you can with what you have. As they were on the way, it began to turn. As they were on the way, it began to turn. Well, as I obeyed God, as I got going, I remember, I remember I just started stepping out. Even when I was younger, you know, I didn't, I didn't have miracle word radio radio. I didn't have you know, all the things that we have now. We didn't, we didn't have any of it. And we had just started in the ministry. And one of the very first steps that we ever uh, took was that God opened the door for us to go on the radio. You've heard me tell this testimony before. We didn't even have radio equipment. We didn't have radio broadcasts made. But I said yes by faith because the Lord uh, was the one opening the door. And so I said, yeah, we don't have any gear, we don't have any broadcasts made, but two different people called me from two different parts of the nation and said, I feel like you're supposed to go on the radio and we can get you radio time and this you'll be in a great spot. And so we were covering, I was on the largest radio station in all of New England, cover like the entirety of New England for the most part, out of Boston, Massachusetts. I was on uh, radio out of uh, Virginia. So... I didn't have any of that, but the Lord said, yep, yeah, I'm opening the door for you. And so I didn't say, well, when, one day when we get all the gear and one day when we have all the broadcasts made and one day when we've got it all together, we'll call you back and we'll come. No, I just said, yes, we'll, we'll go on. And then I started giving, sometimes I do this as, as something to push me into uh, obeying the word of the Lord. And I'll just announce it. I know it gets people... Uh, Nervous, but I'll just announce it. And I remember before we had anything made, before we had any gear, I stood up in our revivals and I started giving God praise. I said, these radio stations have opened up. Thank God we're going on the radio. We're going to preach the gospel. I didn't even have money to pay the bills to go on the radio. None of that. But on the way, notice this, Jesus multiplies you on the way. Hallelujah. I want you to put it in the comments. Jesus multiplies me on the way. Put it in the comment section. Jesus multiplies multiplies me on the way. Jesus multiplies me on the way. As you're obeying, remember this, as you're obeying, he multiplies. That's faith. See, it doesn't take faith to have everything set in place for you and then obey. It takes faith for you to start obeying when nothing's in place. That's what the servants had to do. They had to actually scoop water out And take water to the master of the feast when they knew he was calling for wine. But Jesus multiplies me on the way. Jesus multiplies me on the way. And so you have to understand this. I had nothing in place. And so we just said yes. Well, as we said yes, one after another, people heard what God was doing. And we had people miraculously. I mean, I don't even know. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know how some of the people found out what we were doing. I have no idea. I, I thank God for men like Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Uh, back, I was in my, I think I was in my 20s at the time when this was going on. And um, I was in a church. I don't even know if we were live streaming. And uh, this was, you know, over 10 years ago, probably, maybe nine years ago. And I thought to myself, I, we, I, I announced it for the first time in that revival service that night. I don't even know if we were live streaming. That night, I get a call, a, a text from from Dr. Rodney. And Dr. Rodney said, uh, heard you're going on the radio. I don't even know how he heard. I just announced it that night for the first time. And uh, I thank God for men of God like him and for him personally because, uh, you know, it's it's a big thing, especially when you're starting out and people have faith in you and believe in what you're, what God's told you to do. And uh, he said, the Lord told me to uh, help you out. I'm going to pay the first two months of your radio uh, broadcast bills Send me your banking information and tonight I'm going to what? The next day, Dr. Rodney sent over two months worth of bills to pay for the radio stations. Then after that, another woman came up and she said, the Lord spoke to me to pay for a whole month of uh, radio broadcast bills and she paid the third month. Then another lady got in contact with us, said, the Lord told me to pay a whole month of your radio broadcast bills. And before I'd even put one broadcast together, before I'd aired one broadcast, before anything else, four months of broadcasts had already been covered by people that God sent to be a blessing. Now think about this. I could have sat around and waited and waited and waited after God opened the doors. I could have sat around and waited and waited and waited and said, well, you know, when everything's all together, then we'll move forward. But see, God knows if he gave you an instruction, he expects you to obey it. And so I just stepped out and I said, we are gonna do it, we will do it. And I, start, I moved forward with it. We put everything together. And then look, as we were moving forward, look how that works. In less than two days of saying yes to God, in less than two days of saying yes to the Lord, that came in and we moved forward. And it was a blessing. Of course, we're, we're doing more now with Miracle Word Radio and everything. But imagine that. I remember the first time I remember the first time we were going to start, because back when live streaming started, not every church, I mean, very few churches had live streaming set up. Very few churches did. And as we were traveling, I knew the Lord wanted us to start live streaming our revival services uh, wherever we were going and letting people see the miracle power of God. But because so few churches had the live streaming set up, I said, uh, you know what we're going to do? I said we're gonna we're, we're gonna just do it ourselves, and I, I don't know, I know me and my cousin were doing that. I don't really know anybody else that was really traveling and doing it all themselves. But uh, I said, you know what, we're gonna just start carrying all the gear in that we need to all these meetings and live streaming them ourselves. And of course, we needed like a nice broadcast television camera, like you would use at a studio. And um, so, and of course, I didn't have the money to pay for that. But I knew the Lord said. That you need to start live streaming all these services wherever you go on these revivals, and uh, so I said, you know what, I'm moving forward with it. I'm going to do it, and um, we went out and uh, the can we needed a can we I think we got a Panasonic broadcast camera, you know the the expensive tri- uh, tripod for broadcast, all the stuff we needed to to, to go live, and um, literally we just moved forward even though we didn't have it in place, we moved forward. I was standing, listen to this, as I said, I'm moving forward. I'm standing at, an, at the altar. And those, let me tell you, those cameras aren't cheap. Those cameras aren't cheap by any means. And I was standing at an altar of a revival. And as I was, a businessman came up to me. Think about this. I wasn't sitting out there asking. A businessman came up to me. He said, hey, I heard you're starting to do those uh, live streams. You got the cameras and everything. I said, yeah. He said, well, how how much does that all cost? And so I told him. He said, when I was here sitting here in the service, the Lord spoke to me to purchase the television camera for you. And so literally, nothing came out of my pocket. Nothing. Literally, the man wrote a check and paid for all the gear that we needed to start doing. Notice, as we're moving forward, as I move forward, As I move forward, the Lord multiplies me. Jesus multiplies me on the way. That's why I had you write that in the comments. Jesus multiplies me on the way. Jesus multiplies me on the way. Jesus multiplies me. I mean, I would write it in the comments again because this is a key. If you can catch this and understand what obedience to instruction does for a person, Jesus multiplies me on the way. As I'm obeying, as I'm obeying, he multiplies me. Same thing. As the ministry began to grow, as the ministry began to grow, we needed help. We needed people to help us. You know, as as more and more came in that we couldn't do on our own, Carolyn and myself, we needed people to help us. Well, when you're young, and obviously start thinking about Hiring full time staff, you know, to, to help you do those things. You think to yourself, "My Lord," you know, we we had we were having faith at the time, to to uh, you know, make make sure that we were doing everything we needed to do. You know, you think about the fact that it's like we're we're believing God to like uh, have the ministry sustain itself and us as we travel and do what the Lord's told us to do. And now the Lord said it's time to have people help you, and so we had to believe God and we started where we were. And I look at where we are now. And see the team that we have with us, people that we're paying, and you know what? The be- best thing is not that we're not planners, but one thing I've learned to do is to never worry about how it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. One of the biggest things, and I'm so, I'm sure that there's some people that would look at the way that I that I live and think and say, "Well, that's <clears throat> he's just very irresponsible. He needs to be more worried about how." But I'm not. I refuse to sit around and worry about how it's going to come in, how it's going to happen, how God's going to provide. I just know that Jesus multiplies me on the way. Jesus multiplies me on the way. And and here's the key. If I can just determine that what I'm about to do is something that Jesus told me to do. See, this is key right here. I'm going to give you a secret to walking in increase in abundance. If If you will just know that what you're doing is something Jesus told you to do. See, because if he told you to do it, he's responsible for the provision because God pays for what he orders. God pays for what he orders. If he ordered it, he will provide for it. Where people get into trouble is they start doing things that they ordered. They start doing things that, they decided it would be a good idea. It's not God that told them to do it. It's themselves, their own mind. Or maybe they saw somebody else doing something and thought, well, I can do that too. I mean, if he can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. And that's a problem because now you're comparing yourselves among yourselves, which the Bible says is unwise. You're not supposed to try to emulate someone else's calling and try to do everything they're doing. You know, it's like I could use an extreme example. An extreme example right now is, you know, I don't, in the way that I do what I do for the Lord, at this current moment, I don't need a private jet to do what I'm doing for the Lord. There'll come a day, well, I I, I will need one. But I could look at others like Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland and Creflo Dollar and Jerry Savell and Keith Moore and whoever else has one, Bishop Oyadepo and I could say, well, if they've got it, I need it because I can do what they can do and I could go out you know and and sit around and say, well, I'm going to go buy my own jet today Well, the Lord never told me to get one at this moment he didn't he didn't tell me to get one and so it would just be my own pride it would just be my own desire it would be my own thought and so now watch because this is an important point if I just went and did it because I thought it would be a good idea or I saw other people doing it, watch this I Am now responsible to cover the cost, but if it's the Lord who said it's time for this to happen, it's time for that to happen. Then, if I'm obeying His instruction, He covers the cost. Hallelujah! He covers the cost. Think about that. I'll give you I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, and then I'm going to read you a scripture. I remember hearing Bishop David Oyadepo tell the story of the first time that they ever bought a jet. I think at one time they had seven jets in in the Lagos airport, seven jets. But I remember him telling the story of when he had the the first one, the very first one they ever bought. And he said, the Lord spoke to him in prayer and said, it's time for your aircraft to land. And And this is what he said to the Lord. Now imagine this, he's in a third world nation that is going through economic crisis, and and the people there, uh, for the most part, you know, they're they're not they don't have the same level of resource like we do in, in the United States, and so Bishop Boydepo said, Lord, if that's you, he said, I am not going to sit around month after month after month and fundraise for a jet. He said, I'll take one offering. That's now this. Think about his faith. He said, I will take one offering. And if that covers it, then we'll buy the jet that you said. That'll be my sign from you that you ordered it. I'll take one offering and and that's all. And he chose not to take it on a Sunday morning service, which he has a massive crowd. He took it on like a Monday morning or Saturday morning leadership meeting. Think about that. And all of the money, millions of US dollars, came in in that one offering and they paid cash and bought that jet. Now think about that. No man can do that in the natural realm. But he said, Lord, if it's you, this will be the sign because God pays for what he orders. God pays for what he orders. You know, it's like, that's why I never give people a hard time for what they're doing in their own ministry. It's not my business, first of all. And it would be foolish of me to try to judge another man's servant for the level of increase they walk in when they've got a a job to do for the Lord. It's like when people gave, I mean, you can think whatever you want about him, but I remember when good morning America and everybody was giving Dr. Creflo dollar a hard time because they announced that they were going to buy like a 60 something million dollar jet and and they had it, you know, where their partners were sewing and, and everything. And people got so bent out of shape and good morning america you know ran uh, articles on him and newspapers ran articles on him and all this different stuff and uh, gave him a hard time and i told people back then i said listen if it's god that told him he's getting it he's getting it doesn't matter who opposes him it doesn't matter who said they don't like it doesn't matter how many exposés they run on his ministry it doesn't matter because if god said he's getting it he's getting it well look what happened Even after they ran all the negative press on him and all that stuff, one man from the Middle East, I don't know if you've ever seen this, one man sent a check to to, uh, Dr. Creflo's ministry and said, keep preaching the gospel, sent the check, and one check bought the jet they were looking for. One. So understand this. If it's God giving it to you, God pays for what he orders. God pays for what he orders. So understand, don't compare yourself to somebody else. Focus on your assignment. There's Pastor Bill Motley, I agree. Stick to your assignment because your provision is in your assignment. Your blessing is in your assignment. It's not in someone else's. And it's it would be very foolish for us to criticize somebody else in doing what they're called to do. See, because we don't have their call and we don't have their purpose, but God judges his own servants. And we're not to judge another man's servant. So we let God bless them and we seek him for our blessing. But what I found is this. Look, turn with me to the gospel of Luke. Here is the massive key from the Lord. Luke 22. Luke 22. This is one of the most powerful passages on on this topic that you could find in the New Testament. Luke 22 and verse 35. Listen to this. Luke 22:35. And Jesus said to them, When I sent you out with no money bag, no knapsack, and no sandals, did you lack anything? And they answered, Nothing. You see that? Luke 22:35 is the key. Jesus said, when I sent you with no money bag, knapsack, or sandals, he said no extras, no extra clothing, no extra sandals, no money bag, just go and do what I'm telling you to do. He said, when I sent you out on your mission like that, did you lack anything? And they answered, all of them, the disciples answered, nothing. Now think about that because you know that if there was ever a night, they lacked something, food, a dinner, a place to sleep, Thomas, at least Thomas or Judas would have spoken up. Actually, Lord, there were a few nights there where we had to sleep out in the cold and there were a few nights we went hungry, Lord. No, they would have spoken up. But notice what Jesus said. When I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. Can I tell you why they lacked nothing? Because they were following an instruction from the master when I sent you. It would have been different if they sent themselves. It would have been different if somebody else sent them. But nobody else sent them. Christ sent them. And if he gave them the instructions, Jesus multiplies me on the way. Hallelujah. Jesus multiplies me on the way as I'm obeying, as I'm doing what I'm called to do. He is multiplying us on the way. He's the multiplication man. And see, the stone that the builders rejected stood in front of the six stone pots making seven stones and notice this, what they needed was wine and all they had was water. But I want to show you something that's so wonderful. Did you know that this took place after Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost? He was baptized in the Jordan River by John when he came up out of the water, Luke chapter 4. And verse one, after his baptism, he was filled with the Holy Ghost and he was led by the spirit full of the Holy Ghost into the wilderness. And it wasn't until after that he came out of the wilderness that his miracle ministry began. So in John chapter two, Jesus is already full of the Holy Ghost. Well, what did Jesus say about being filled with the Holy Ghost to those that weren't saved yet? He said, I can't put new wine into old wine skins or else they would burst. But notice, Jesus had no sin in his life and Jesus was already filled with the Holy Ghost. Now think of this. This, this right here will get you shouting. This will get you jumping right here. Jesus, the stone that the builders rejected, was already a stone pot. But what was Jesus filled with? Not water, but the new wine. Because he had new wine. The Holy Ghost was dwelling in Christ. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost. He was full of the Holy Ghost. A stone pot stood in front of them with new wine, while the others just had water. See this with me. And when the power of the seventh stone, Christ, stood in front of the other six, they had to conform to the one who stood over them with authority. Their water had to turn into wine just like he stood in front of them filled with new wine. Jesus is the multiplication man. Jesus is the multiplication man. All through the Bible, all through the Gospels. If we were to turn to John chapter six, you would see the story of Jesus feeding 5,000 men, plus the women and children, with five loaves and two fish. Hallelujah. Five loaves and two fish. And I want you to hear this today. Jesus, and and in fact, let me read you this because the disciples wondered how is this going to work? How is this going to happen? You've got 5,000 men standing here, plus women, plus children. Let's just say conservatively, 7,500 to 8,500 people. And all they had was five loaves and two fish. And so look at this. In verse five, the Bible says, lifting up his eyes and seeing a large crowd was coming toward him. Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And look at verse six. Now this, this stirs me up. John 6, 6. He said this to test Philip, for he himself already knew what he was going to (laughs) do. He already knew what he was going to do. Jesus has a plan to bless you. Write it in the comments. Jesus has a plan to bless me. Jesus has a plan to bless me. Put it in the comment section. He already knew what he was going to do. Already knew. He wasn't worried. How are we going to feed this many people? No, he already had a plan. Jesus has a plan to bless me. Absolutely, he does. He will multiply you. He already knew what he was going to do. Jesus wasn't confused. He wasn't scared. He wasn't anxious, wasn't depressed. Jesus has a plan to bless me. He already knows what he's going to do. Isn't it interesting that um, the devil has a plan to destroy you, but Jesus has a plan to bless you? <laughs> oh, Hallelujah and Jesus plan was initiated and, con- and conceived far before the devil's plan. Did you know the Bible says in the beginning was the word. You had a word over your life before you had an enemy. Before you had an enemy, you had a deliverer. Before you had sickness, you had healing. Before there was even poverty, poverty and lack, you had abundance. In the beginning was the word. The word has existed from the beginning of time. Your answer has existed since the beginning of time. Your deliverance, your healing, your blessing, your provision, all of it has existed from the beginning of time. Jesus has a plan to bless you. And what did he do? They gave him something ordinary. Once again, they gave him something ordinary and he multiplied it and turned it into something supernatural. Look at that. Lewenda's testimony. I received an unexpected blessing today. It's coming in the mail. May is our month of miracles. May is our month of miracles. Notice this. He took something ordinary, 5 loaves and 2 fish, and multiplied it and turned it into something supernatural. That's what Jesus does. But here's what I love. <clears throat> Even after he had done all the multiplying, this is so powerful. Jesus said, now gather up the leftover fragments, verse 12, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets. Now, let me, let me go back to 11 because I want you to see what Jesus does, the multiplication man. Look at verse 11, after they'd all eaten. Jesus then took the loaves and when he'd given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish as much as they wanted. It wasn't a little piece of fish and a little piece of loaf. People say, what he really did is he just broke the tiniest pieces off of that loaves and fish and gave to 5,000. No, he let them eat and eat and eat and eat until they had had their fill, the Bible says. Now go further, verse 12. Not just had their fill, And, and look at, and look at this. It says, and when they had eaten their fill as much as they wanted, they ate as much. That's verse 11, as much as they wanted, verse 12. And when they had eaten their fill, he, hallelujah. He didn't just give them a little piece or a little taste. He said, eat and eat and eat until you've had your fill of what I'm multiplying. And once I'm done, once you're done and you've had your fill, and you want no more. Now I'll gather up the leftovers. See, this is Jesus showing us that his multiplication power is not just there to meet our needs, it is there to take us into the overflow. I don't believe all Jesus wants to do is meet your needs. I don't believe that by any means. I don't believe that Jehovah Jireh, all he provides is just your needs. I don't believe it at all, at all. You go to the Old Testament or the New, when you see provision miracles, they are more than enough miracles. Notice when Peter went into the water, he said, we got to pay the temple tax. He said, all right, go down, throw your line into the water. First fish you catch will have a coin in its mouth. Look at the overflow. He said, pay your taxes, but you know what? While you're at it, pay mine too. Because Jesus didn't just provide for Peter's needs, there was overflow and there was extra to cover Jesus. See, it was Peter that got the miracle, but it wasn't just enough for him, it was enough for Jesus. Because Jesus doesn't just want to meet your needs. Old Testament or new, it doesn't matter. What about the widow in the Old Testament? whose sons were being taken into slavery to pay her her dead husband's debts off. And she said, the prophet tells her, have your sons go out, borrow vessels from all of your neighbors, not a few, and bring them back to the house. And they brought them back, all the vessels that they could find. And he said, now start pouring the oil. They poured it into every vessel and it kept pouring and kept pouring and kept pouring until every vessel was filled. Notice, Then what what did the prophet say? He said, now sell the oil, pay your debts, and then live on the excess. Hallelujah. Live on the excess. That means that Jesus, that means that the, the power of God through the prophet didn't just meet the widow's needs, it gave her excess for the rest of her life. You understand? It's always the excess. God doesn't want to just meet your needs. He wants to take you into the overflow and into abundance. And that's what happened here. They'd eaten their fill till they wanted no more, but there were still 12 baskets full left over. Hallelujah. Jesus multiplies me on the way. Let me give you one more here before we pray. Go to to the end of the Gospel of John. Go to the very end of the Gospel. I, I love the Gospel of John. It's my favorite of the four Gospels. I love how it points out the divinity of Christ I love how it attacks that Aryan thought that you know, Jesus was just a man. The the Gnostic uh the Gnostics that were trying to creep through. I love it. Even go to 1st, 2nd and 3rd John. I love it. There's nothing like it. It's so it's so powerful. I could spend 6 months in just John chapter 1. I love it. Look at this. The Bible says <clears throat> Let's go to um, John 21. Thank you, Lord. You catching this today by a spirit of faith? I hope this is jumping in your spirit because you'll never go without. You'll never live and run out. There's more than enough. He is a God who knows how to bring you into excess and overflow. How could we ever be a blessing to other people if we're not walking in the overflow? How can we ever be a blessing to others if we don't have excess? Not just our needs met, but far more to bless somebody else. I'm called to bless my generation. I'm called to make an impact on my generation. And so I'm telling you, hallelujah, this is it. John 21, look. After, this is John 21 verse 1. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel of Canaan, Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, well, we'll go with you. And they went out, got in the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Peter was a professional fisherman and caught nothing. Verse four, just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Hallelujah. So once again, they could not have been obeying this instruction because they knew it was Jesus and he, there's the miracle man on the shore. They didn't know that. They didn't know it was Jesus. Look, the Bible says, verse five, Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they said, no. And he said to them, we'll cast the net on the right side of the boat. And you will find some. Hallelujah. You will find some. Understatement of the century. You will find some. Yeah. <laughs> so they cast it. And now, look at the difference. Nothing in their own power. Nothing in their own strength. They did it all night long. Nothing, 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 nothing in their own strength. One instruction from the master. One and look what happens and so they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of the fish that disciple whom Jesus loved John said to Peter it's the lord notice it was notice that it was the manifestation of his word that revealed who it was on the shore as soon as they cast it down and felt that tug of fish in the net their heads snapped around and they said that's not a normal man that's the master on the shore how did they know it was the master they knew because of his multiplication ability they knew because of his nature they knew because of his miracle working power no man can do that <laughs> No man can do that. And they said, John said, It's the Lord. But notice, Peter put his shirt back on, threw himself into the sea, and the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but a hundred yards away. And when they got on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, and fish laid on it, and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you've caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, one hundred and fifty three of them notice that powerful i mean there was nothing I'll, i'll receive that andrew multiplication may i'll take it multiplication may andrew said on youtube and i receive it it's our month of miracles it's our month of multiplication multiplication may in jesus name we can confess it by faith we can take actions to provoke it by faith Will you take an action to provoke it? And so they saw it's got to be the Lord. I always found this interesting. When they get to the shore, Jesus didn't need their fish. He already had fish on a fire. (laughs) He already had fish on a fire. Why? Because the same one who could create fish with the, the the spoken word could create fish for himself if he needed them. The same God that created the heavens and the earth and all that's in the earth can create fish with just a word. Um, Imagine. DJ, to me, it represents abundance. They went from nothing as professionals to having so much in the net that they couldn't haul it in. So remember this. Remember this. The the number 153 doesn't represent anything to me, but what, what I'm saying is Normally, these fishermen, because the Bible makes mention of it, normally these fishermen could fish and just keep hauling the nets in, fish, haul the nets in, fish. But in this case, so many fish jumped in the net that they could not haul it in. Supernatural. Something. Now, this this speaks to me. Because what they were used to carrying... (laughs) What they were used to carrying just got increased. And what I'm telling you is, get ready. When God blesses you, what you're used to carrying will feel like nothing compared to what you're about to carry. <laughs> Hallelujah. What you're used to carrying will feel like nothing compared to what you're about to carry. What you're used to holding in your hands, what you're used to using, what you're used to governing, what you're used to stewarding will feel like nothing compared to what you're about to carry, what you're about to hold, what you're about to steward by the power of God. Because when the multiplication takes place, supernatural abundance is available to you. Supernatural abundance is available to you, hallelujah. Get ready, get ready for the month of May to be your month of multiplication. Get ready for it to be a month of debt cancellation. Get ready for it to be a month where student loans are canceled. Get ready for it to be a month where your bills are not only paid, but you've got more than enough left over. Hallelujah, get ready for May to be a month where so much comes in that it blows the minds of people around you. They say, how in the world did that happen for you in the month of May? Aren't we coming off the end of a quarantine? Wasn't everybody laid off? Highest unemployment? And then you're going to say, it's the power of God. You'll say like John said, turning and looking at the shore. It is the Lord. That's the only one who could get the glory. When God does what he's getting ready to do for you. Remember what I told you to write. Jesus has a plan to bless me. He multiplies me on the way. Thank you, Lord. Jesus has a plan to bless me. He multiplies me on the way. When God does what he's about to do, get ready for this, because there's going to be something so extreme that happens that people that don't even know God will say, that was the Lord. That was the Lord. Read Psalm 126 for yourself. That was the Lord. And that's going to be your story in Jesus' name. That's going to be your story in Jesus' name. I want you to lift your hands where you're watching to the mighty power of God and to the name of Jesus Christ, and I want want you to declare this with me today. In May, I want you to repeat it with me as I'm saying it. I want you to say it. In May, I will be abundantly blessed. Everything the devil has used to keep me in a place of lack will be destroyed in this new month, I will walk in abundance. I will be the head. I'll never be the tail. I'll always be above. I'll not be beneath. I cannot diminish. I cannot go backwards. I will only increase for the rest of my life. This month kickstarts my life of abundance. My obedience brings me into my blessing. In Jesus' name. Now lift your hands. Father, I pray for every person watching today. Lord, for those that needed miracles, they wrote in and said, Lord, pray. Lord, touch me. We ask you now. Loose healing to their body. The man that wrote in needs healing in his eyes, his vision. I pray for his vision today. Heal the, heal the eyes. In Jesus' name, give him a miracle. I take authority over that attack against his vision. Loose him, let him go. Father, for those that are battling in their bodies and their minds, got a call yesterday on an emergency. Someone presumed dead at the hospital. We take authority over a spirit of death in Jesus' name. That aneurysm will not take him out in Jesus' name. Come alive by the power of God. Come alive by the power of God. Now I pray for your people, Lord as they're obedient to your instructions. That's the key, your instructions. Let them overflow. Let them overflow today in Jesus' name. Give us all instructions. And as we receive them, we thank you that our obedience brings us into the overflow. We will not lack. We will not lack in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. We give you glory. And we give you praise. And if you believe that prayer today, throw some fire in the comments section. Let me know that you believe it, that you're standing with me. And that's going to be your story in the month of May in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now take an action. This is the key. Take an action. Hear an instruction from the Holy Ghost. That's what we're talking about. It's never automatic. As the Lord speaks to you, Sow a seed. See, that's the key. He gives you instruction, and then only those willing to obey the instruction by faith walk in the harvest. And so God's speaking to you today. The reason he's speaking is because he wants to bless you. What did I pray? He has a plan to bless you, and you're going to receive it this month in Jesus' name. He has a plan to bless you. Think about how powerful his plan is how much more powerful it is than the enemy's plan to destroy you. (laughs) You've got a plan for God to bless you. And so the instructions are on the screen. Do what the Lord's telling you to do, whatever it is. Many are partnering with us. 85 a month, 100 a month, 200 a month, 500 a month. Some are sowing one-time seeds, $1,000, $2,500, $10,000. People are sowing one-time seeds every day. Do what the Lord's telling you to do. See everybody has to do what the Lord speaks to them personally to do. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Amen Kim. Amen Julie. Love you Ben. And I'm telling you this is our month of increase. It's our month of multiplication in Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. I feel I'm telling you that so stirred me this morning to see that that the seventh stone stood among the other six and it brought perfection to what needed to be done. Jesus is blessing you on the way. Remember that. Don't wait to do what God's asking you to do. Just begin to obey and the blessings come on the way. The blessings come on the way. Hallelujah. The blessings come on the way. It's going to be your story. It's going to be your story. We've been praying and God's sending the people. Those that we've asked for in prayer are showing up and you're an answer to prayer. People are partnering with us every single day. And if you feel that in your spirit, I'm supposed to be one of those that's partnering with Miracle Word. Hey, Nikki, I love you. Love you. Then go to MiracleWord.com. You can click on the button there. Every person that's partnering this month, $85 or more, we're sending my friend wrote a powerful book, Air of Power. And uh, we're going to send it to you as a gift. It's a powerful book about your inheritance with Christ, your identity in Christ, your dominion in Christ, and uh, it'll change your life. This book will change your life. That's our gift to you. And then, of course, for everybody that's partnering at $1,000 or more, Uh, We're going to be sending you not only the life application study Bible in the genuine leather New Living Translation, but the hard copy is being printed right now of uh, Further Faster, which we're also going to sign and send to you. We pray for Julie's husband in Jesus' name. Curse, sickness, and disease. Come off of him. Let him be healed, Lord, and walk in healing in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, for it. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. Appreciate you hanging. Don't forget, let me give you a couple of announcements. Don't forget uh, the nonstop mom mugs are available and they are in the store. If ladies, if you didn't get one of these or you'd like to get one, the first two orders sold out like so quickly. This is the third order that's in the store now and uh, these are going out every single day along with uh, the new Miracle Word Kids tumblers. And so uh, if you've not gotten your tumbler, they got a pink, there's blue. All kinds of stuff available on the store uh, for you guys to grab. And then one more time, let me make mention of this because I'm so happy about it. The ebook version of Further Faster is now in on Kindle and Apple Books, and uh, you definitely don't want to miss this. So many people were waiting for the ebook. It's out now, and you can grab it. First ten people to take a screenshot of their ebook purchase, post it in social and tag me. I'm going to give you give you free coffee from me to you. Uh, just to hook you up and then of course at Miracle Word University all the courses we offer are bundled into one now and we've got new courses coming soon. All the courses are bundled 28% off you get a course for free go to com in order to get a copy uh, or, or not a copy but in order to sign up and be a part of these courses and also we've got a new magazine that's getting ready to ship for the summer. And so this is the spring edition of the magazine, which went out already. You guys have gotten these in your homes. But the new edition for the summer is getting ready to ship very soon. And if you don't receive our magazine quarterly, it's absolutely free. And if you'd like to get it, go to MiracleWord.com forward slash live and grab your copy of uh, Miracle Word quarterly and we'll ship you the brand new one when it comes out. If you're overseas, we'll get you a digital copy immediately uh, so that you can have it on your tablet, your phone, your laptop, whatever you'd like to get it on. And then, of course, let me say this as well. Not only do we have the magazine, but every person that signs up to receive it is going to get a free ebook deb- devotional that I wrote, Praise, Laugh, Repeat devotional, 40 Days to Overwhelming Joy. That's our gift to you when you sign up to receive the magazine and the emails. So do not miss that opportunity. And by the way, if you've already signed up, you don't have to do it again. We have you on the list. Remember that the, the magazine comes out only quarterly, not monthly. So you don't have to write, So I didn't get one this month. It's quarterly, you'll get it. If we've got you on the list, you will get it. And then listen, I'm sending you this week on email. Those of you that are on the email list, I'm sending you an email. I'm not going to tell you what what it is, but you're going to want to read this this week. uh, Sending you an email from me to you. Every week we send out an email, and uh, this week you're not going to want to miss this. I've got something for you, so it will be coming very soon. I love you guys so much. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.